In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, in whose kingdom we have an opportunity to give thanks. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, giving thanks, it's this elemental aspect of what it means to really be a Christian in a lot of ways. Is It's this thing that is so near and dear to who we are. Because what we recognize about ourselves is that we are a people who have been saved by grace. And not by our own works. That's how the old line goes, right? Especially here in a Lutheran church, that's what we believe. And one of the things that that means is that we have been saved in such a way that we should give thanks. Because you don't really necessarily give thanks for what you work for. What you work for, that's kind of your due, generally speaking, unless you feel that you're getting more for your work than what you actually deserve, but that's a whole other story. What you give thanks for is what you feel like you've been given as a gift. And gifts are things that we give thanks for, but... Sometimes we're not quite sure where that thanks really belongs. There's a story of a father and son and and family from just after World War II, and this father had contracted tuberculosis. And because of that, um, uh, he had to be isolated. He had to be quarantined in this hospital. And this hospital was five stories tall, and he was located at the very top of this hospital in this TV unit that was quarantined away from everybody. And his son was a young boy, and because he was quarantined away from him, he didn't get to see his son that often. And his son's birthday was coming up. And he knew that um, he needed something to do while he was up there. There wasn't a whole lot to do. And he knew that he could whittle. And so what he did was he began to uh, work with wood and and whittle away a little uh, toy car for his son. And he was up there and working on this and working on this and working on this. And finally the day of his boy's birthday arrived. And his boy's birthday arrived and he worked it out with the doctors. They checked everything out. It was okay if he gave the car to his son, but he couldn't go down there and give it to him himself. And so what he had to do was, there was a courtyard that was just below the window of the hospital that he was in, and uh, he could send an orderly out with the car, and the orderly then would give the car to his son. And that orderly then would um, uh, give the car to his son and and say, Happy birthday. And and that was the plan. So, uh, he was up at the window, watching out over this courtyard. As the orderly took his package, just kind of wrapped up in some crepe paper, down... And he saw the orderly come out, and he saw his his family coming into the courtyard there, and he saw the orderly meet the family and his wife and his son, and he saw the orderly kneel down and give 
this package to its son and say happy birthday. He could almost almost hear it. He, he could just tell that that's what was going on. And the boy took the package and he opened it up and uh, in there was this toy car which the boy absolutely loved. And the boy then ran to the orderly's arms and gave him a big hug and said, thank you, I love this car so much. Well, the father was up in the window, having created that toy for his son, and waving wildly, going, He didn't make it! It was me! And he's waving his arms and trying to get their attention, and everybody is focused on this uh, cute moment between the orderly and his son, and the father is absolutely aghast. He's saying, he didn't make the toy. I did. He just brought it down. Any schlub could have done that. And sometimes that's the way that God feels. What we recognize is that God gives us everything as a gift. We recognize, of course, here on Sunday morning, God gives us salvation as a gift. God gives us His Son as a gift. God gives us all of that good stuff. But sometimes the other stuff in our life, well, we're not quite so ready to give thanks for that. Well, I worked for this. I should receive this. I should get this paycheck. I should get this notoriety. People should know who I am. And they should give me what I'm due. So often that's the way that our thinking goes. And yet that was not the way that this leper thought about things. You know, one of the interesting ways that we think that we should get our due is after we have suffered enough, according to us. And that certainly could have been the case for those other nine lepers. Those lepers that did not return to give thanks to God. We can almost see it, can't we? Where the lepers say, well, I I was healed. I deserve to be healed. Do you know how long I've been a leper? Finally, God has sent this Jesus Christ to give me my due. I've suffered long enough. And God has realized that I've suffered long enough. But we all know the story. And we all know that that's not the case. We know that instead, God looks at the leper who came back, this foreigner, this person who probably had no way of really knowing who Jesus was, this foreigner who came back and and laid down on his face, giving him thanks. Now, I need to explain a little bit about this story and about why Jesus says the things that he does. When Jesus heals them, he says, instead of, I heal you, notice what he says. 
He says, go and show yourselves to the priests. Now, that's not completely understandable to us because we don't live in an era of time where you have to come to me and I have to go, okay, you're cancer-free. But that's basically what you had to do in Old Testament Israel. That The priest had to be the one who made a call. He was sort of like the umpire or the referee in the lives of the people of Israel. And he would go and he would say, okay, you don't have leprosy anymore. It's actually outlined in the book of Leviticus. You can read it. It's phenomenal. Read Leviticus. You'll find out why some people are laughing. Um... But you would have to go to the priest in order for that priest to say, okay, you are clean. And so, what the nine lepers are doing is they've said, man, I've suffered a bunch. God has has seen that I have suffered enough and he has sent his son here to pay me my due. And so off I go. Off I go to show the priest and uh, have the priest tell me that I am clean and that means that I'll go be able to live with my family again because lepers were not allowed to do that. I will be able to talk to people regularly on the street. That's the reason that they are yelling at Jesus. If you pick that one up. Um, They had to stay a certain distance away from anybody who didn't have leprosy. And so they, they were like, Lord Jesus, have mercy on us. They were actually yelling that out there. And they wouldn't ever have to do that again. They can just walk up to somebody and say, boo! And it'd be totally legal. So they, they were really looking forward to this. They were excited about it. Because they were finally going to receive. But what this Samaritan does is he holds off receiving. He holds off being able to grasp that which is now his He says, I can wait a little bit longer. I can wait a little bit longer. And I can go back and I can give thanks. If you're a Christian in this building, if you've been baptized, if you believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, if you believe that He has saved you from your sins, that Him dying on that cross and raising again from the tomb has shown you that you are His, then you are going to be in this place of absolute blessedness and joy and peace. A place that we talk a lot about here at University Lutheran called the resurrection. And the resurrection is the kingdom of God at its fullest degree. The kingdom of God at its most glorious. The kingdom of God that actually we can't even know completely because we're still in sin. The kingdom of God in its complete and utter awesomeness. And sometimes I do, I don't know if you do, but sometimes I say, well, God, that sounds really good. Could that be now? I'm okay with not dying. You just come back. That'd be great. It's all good. 
And God says, eh, we're going to wait. And I think the Samaritan leper helps us see what to do with that weight. We know that we're going to be healed. We know that we're going to go to the great high priest, Jesus Christ, and that he is going to declare us healed. Our leprosy of sin is going to be gone. And so what we can do now is we're at the same moment of experience as that leper was when he decided that he was going to turn back and give thanks to God for the healing that he knew was coming. And that means we as a community here at University Lutheran, that that's part of what we're called to be. We're called to be the Samaritan leper, to turn our lives around constantly, day in, day out, and to say, I'm going to turn back around and give thanks to God. It's going to seem weird to a lot of my friends, but that's what I'm going to do, because it's going to be great in the resurrection. It's going to be so great that I can wait. I can wait a little bit longer. I can wait, and I can turn around and give thanks. Because what He has done, He's already done to me. The brokenness in your life, the leprosy in your life that you're working with right now, maybe it's a broken relationship, maybe it's something going on in your body, maybe it's something going on in your circumstances and your surroundings, all of that's going to be fixed in the resurrection. It's going to be awesome! And what you can do right now, while you wait, is turn in full recognition of that awesomeness and give thanks.